What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor, man. Good old humor, man. First yeah. podcast of the week, recording in the afternoon. And yeah. one realization I have is like, afternoons, people drill a shitload, man. Yeah. That's 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 because we're still working from home, lah. I think I think yeah. um, hybrid, 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 hybrid working, la. Hybrid, yeah, we're hybriding. A, a lot of Singaporeans are returning back to the offices and going back out at night to bars and everything. I don't know if you felt it over the weekend. La. There was this, mm, there was this mm, part, party atmosphere in the air, you know. Oh, is it? Uh, I had <laughs> friends. I, I don't know about a party atmosphere. No, but friends, like oh, was my friends were telling me they couldn't get cabs like past midnight. Go home oh yeah, I did hear thing. that. Yeah, correct, 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 yeah. correct. I did hear that. I did hear so, that. So you just yeah. imagine the rising fuel costs, fewer grab drivers, but then like this hungry bunch of people waiting to party and go out and everything. They couldn't they, they, they demand and supply didn't meet. Nah. Yeah, and I mean to be honest, when I heard that, right, I felt so like like nimby la. You know, like, I want Singapore to open up, but fuck, I cannot imagine the thought of like crowds again. And mm. like, uh, you know, not being able to get a grab and all. I heard it, I was like, oh yeah. shit. Uh, yeah. But but that's the reality. Like, we forgot those times, right? Pre-COVID. Yeah, where yeah. When you're out, it's crowded. You take a bus or everything, it's packed. You cannot get a grab. Yeah. And, no and then ten, the no drilling, man. Curfew, yeah. No, so yeah, I, I guess the drilling also is everyone's like moving on with their plans to do everything, uh, renovations, getting married and all that as well. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. And and the the podcasters <laughs> who built this studio yeah. at home in our houses, all like well, like Terrence literally moved rooms to avoid the drilling in his house. Yeah. Then just as we were about to start, I was like, ah, fuck, there's drilling at my place. <laughs> but uh. I think hopefully, hopefully y'all can't hear it, like Hopefully y'all can't yeah, hear yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Hopefully, hopefully this is still year sex for you all. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what we that's what we aspire to. Uh, but yeah, yeah besides that. that I mean, yeah lah, what what else uh, I mean what else do we that do we hope to achieve with this podcast? Uh, uh that people who enjoy this podcast, uh even if you're new, you've been listening since day one, it would be great if you could help us continue to grow it by introducing it to someone you know who may not have heard of us or listened to us yet. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. And and I mean, it's nice to look at the charts of our listeners and listenership continue to grow. Like whenever I, I need like an ego boost, I just open up those dashboards and mm. I would like to continue uh, being able to look at that because I need external validation. Yes. So anyone listening, please, please contribute to my self-esteem. Yeah. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, that was contribute our plug this week self-esteem. for Harish's yeah, yeah. self-esteem. My self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> Always need to be kept in check. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Cool. But cool. All right. Cool. I mean, Shall but speaking of, in, uh, man? yeah, speaking of all these, you know, self-esteem issues and all that, we let, let's mm. let's look at it all from a macro level, uh, right? Because mm. uh, yeah, we're talking about a quite interesting topic that is quite related to uh, even our recent podcast with with uh, Doctor Janio, the, mm. the senior minister of state, right? Um, mm. What is this topic we're talking about? Um, it's the survey that was discussed in this critically acclaimed two-part CNA documentary that premiered on 31st March and 1st April. Yeah. Uh, oh, which we happen to be in. <laughs> which we featured in both episodes. 
<laughs> yeah, we won't edit it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, that that whole uh, series was based on this recent CNA uh, IPS survey about racial discrimination, and the title of the the survey is called "Attitudes, Actions, and Aspirations: Key Findings from the CNA IPS Survey on Race Relations 2021." Mm. Mm. Yeah. And, and I mean, there are a lot of articles that have been written about it, different articles focusing on different things. But what made you want to talk about it, Terence? Um, I think the key thing about the survey is that it talks about... Um, I mean, and, and actually, the, if you watch the documentary, a lot of the, the findings were actually discussed in the documentary. But the number one thing that I think everyone, um, including Mothership, lah, where we found an article about it, the, the one mm. thing they were talking about is since 2016 have... Singaporeans' attitudes about uh, accepting a non-Chinese person as prime minister have those attitudes changed since 20, mm. 2016. So mm. uh, we have an answer here like, for 2021. Yeah. Right. Um, it is a, a resounding, right? Yeah, pretty resounding. resounding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty resounding, yes. Yes. Um, and I mean, before we go into the details, maybe just to give some some context of the survey. Mm. Right. The the survey was done with I think about two thousand people above the age of twenty one. Yep. And there were a few additional yeah, two thousand and seven Singapore residents. Um and I also did read somewhere that uh there were about three hundred and fifty uh minority uh respondents that were included just to make sure the balance was was uh what they wanted la. Mm-hmm. am i right yeah yeah um yeah so so it was a it was a decent decent sized group la. yeah um and and what are the when we say resounding yes right do you have the statistics in front of you or not? uh no i don't but i i, I mean i have the paper you want to talk about a survey but you don't have the statistics no, i have the paper in front of me the specific page you're talking about i need to oh you the paper yeah, to flip through to find it la. Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. But you have it for you. Of course. Yes. Um, and essentially, basically, they broke it down into Singaporean Chinese um, uh, and, and Singaporean Malay, Singaporean Indians, new citizens from China, new t- citizens from India, new citizens of Western origin. So first and foremost, I know one thing that I, I, I don't, I can't remember if it was, I mean, I don't know if it was covered in the show was the fact that it's a bit ironic that a uh, paper done about race kind of leaves out the others group, mm, you know. Mm, that's right. right. So, so whatever we are going to be talking about now, it's based on the survey. We recognize that uh, that 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 group was left out, and I think it was raised in uh, at some point of our filming as well. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. for the purpose of this discussion, we will just use what is in the survey. Um, and yeah, there was a a, a big change like, to to be prime minister for Singapore, for example. Generally, uh, for Chinese, you know, it it uh, it from ninety five point six percent in two thousand sixteen, uh, and that's ninety five percent ninety five point six percent of the population of the population or the survey respondents are accepting of a Singaporean Chinese to be PM. Mm. It is now ninety six point eight, not that big an increase. Yeah. Uh, for Singaporean Malay is sixty point eight to sixty nine point six. Mm. So it's That's almost a, big a jump. almost a almost a ten percent increase in Singaporeans yeah. who are okay with uh, Singapore Malay being prime minister, right? Correct. Okay. Yes, and for Indians, it is sixty four point three percent previously to seventy point five. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, also a big jump. Yeah. Um, and then to be the, I mean, new citizens from China was from 6.6% to 9.1%, from India, 5.8% to 8.6%, and Western origin, 71 to 9.4%. So, so a, a stark difference la, mm. between people born in Singapore versus people born abroad. La. Yeah. But generally across the board, uh, you, you, you see an increase in... Um, uh, be, being accepting of of uh, more and more people being accepting of uh, whatever category it is like right yeah uh, generally correct. so generally maybe we can say that people have become generally more open uh, open minded more accepting uh, yeah and even for like, presidents yeah yeah for presidents um for Singaporean Chinese it's from ninety three point two to ninety six point one mm. for Singaporean Malay is sixty five point five to eighty two point two mm, for mm, Singaporean mm. Indian seventy point six to eighty two uh, for Chinese from uh, chi- citizens from China, five point nine to eight point nine. Citizens from India, four point eight to eight point six. And Western origin, six point five to nine point six. I know there was a bunch of numbers, but uh, we're we're not going to be talking about the specifics, lah. More about the trends. Yeah. Well, why do you think yeah. that? Uh, I mean, when you first saw these numbers, uh, why, why why do you think that uh, it was so? Uh, um. I think okay because there's so much more discussions about uh, race. Mm. Uh, there's so much more discussions about meritocracy. Uh, generally, I think people are uh, uh, like, especially the younger crowd uh, who are more more aware of these racial issues are now part of the survey when previously they weren't. Mm. And then also, so there's one for me for you. I got a few more, but for you, I mean, what else? What? definitely. Uh, I guess uh, Halima Yakub. Being, our, uh, being the <laughs> president, kind of, already, uh, uh, I mean, it really sets the president that you know that um, pardon the pun, uh, oh, that it can funny. be, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it can work lah, you know, uh, having a, a Singapore Malay, I mean, you know, we can argue about origins, everything lah, but basically non-Chinese as your head of state lah, you know, head of state mm. is, is is I mean, it's a role that represents Singapore to you know any foreign dignitaries or, or any VIPs that come in as well. So mm. you know, you're, you're essentially, it's essentially the exterior of your house is, yeah, yeah like, It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to reflect only one race. Like it can, it can reflect the multicultural aspect of Singapore. So I think people have become more accepting mm. of that as well. So she she passed your test, uh? Halima what, passed. The test? I don't know, la, Like your your approval, la, Like if you were to be like the uh, America's Got Talent sitting yeah. at the at the table, would you would you say I'll see you in Hollywood or no? No, no. I mean. Uh, I, I I don't know about any test so so much la, but maybe uh you know I mean when when Halima became president there was a lot of uh a very big hoo ha about about the 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 process itself right of her becoming president mm, mm, uh mm. and but at the same time there were people just I mean the the, the essentially the gov- government was pushing through like right this concept of a of a reserved election and and mm. there were a lot of arguments for and against it but. Maybe all in all, the results also show that sometimes you 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 kind of just have to push forward with with something, um, you know, in order. I mean, like in in order to to get people to to come on board, lah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the mm. sense that it, it didn't lead to a, a backlash. It didn't lead to a you know a swing the other way. It led in the direction that that they said that it would lead, lah. So. Uh, in some way, maybe there, there, there was a foresight on their part. Lah. 
So I, I'm not, mm. I'm not I, I, say, I, I don't want to always be shitting on what the government says is good for us and must is, is always in their own interest and all that. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes leadership is also about uh, making unpopular decisions, uh, right? Mm, mm. So you're saying it's not like when, you know, Obama became president um, and in 2008, everyone was like, you know, this is the end of racism in the yeah, US. Yeah. And then fast forward like eight years, you're like, holy yeah. shit. Um, it, yeah. It's it's like it, people became more polarized. Uh. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, yeah. for me also, similar thoughts. Uh, because I would say like, if you just take the feel or the, the pulse of Singapore uh, or the, the impression about Halima, uh, granted, it's a head of state. It's not so much a policy-making role. Mm. You know, like how the 4G leadership have... Everybody has a judgment on the 4G leadership over the past year. Sometimes you're like, oh, you know, Lawrence Wong is great. Sometimes uh, Ong Yi Kang is annoying. Um, and generally, you can feel something. I think Halima, to her credit, she has... She, like, just in my mind, I think she's conducted herself pretty well. Like, mm. you feel her presence. Yeah. She makes her stance on issues. Yeah. She's pretty social media savvy. She has contributed to the formation of some classic memes, mm. um, and it feels like yeah, like uh, I think I think that, that I don't think she's someone who people look at and be like ah oh, yeah, just ceremonial president yeah. uh, and stuff like that like, which I think is great like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah, like, I mean, I I think we've covered before certain aspects of her her role that we 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 hope that she could, you know, uh, do more, but at the same yeah, time, yeah, yeah like, she's also I mean there are. There are limitations of what uh, the the head of state can also do, lah. Right. Mm, yeah. mm, mm, correct. Correct. But I guess the one natural consequence of the trend uh, where Singaporeans are more accepting for um, a non-Chinese PM is calls for Tarman to become PM, lah. Yeah, you yeah. see that all over Reddit. Correct. correct. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, if, if for those of people who are listening who maybe never went to school in Singapore, you you will see the pictures of the head of state. Uh, and you know, at the front of the hall or some, you know, what in, in front of the classrooms or something like that, lah. So to mm. see, to see a you know a, a tudong wearing uh, Muslim Female. Muslim uh, president, you know, the picture of the the president in front of every classroom, I think especially for kids, uh, as as evidenced in the in the documentary as well. When when kids are are you know trained to be, uh, not say race blind, but trained to 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 see see outside of their own race like, you know that they are individuals they are head of states and everything that that kind of training actually sticks uh, with them later mm. in life so so it's important mm. that exposure in that way the exposure for young children is important uh, to other races mm. yeah. yeah I think that's true because I mean even in Singapore you know when when there are pictures of like the Canadian Defense Minister being a, a Sikh mm. individual you look mm. at it you're like oh that's that's pretty cool. I don't know the intricacies of Canadian politics, but I look at it, I'm like, oh shit, that's pretty cool. And I can only imagine that if someone is looking at Singapore from afar, they see, oh, uh, a Muslim woman is the head of state in Singapore. Yeah, like, it does It does, It does. does mean something, like, you know? Correct, correct, correct. But another another statistic that came out is that just now when I gave the stats, it was based on the entirety of the survey respondents, like all 2007 of them, yeah. uh, they also drill down a bit further to show the in-group preference. Mm. So Chinese and uh, how accepting they are of a Chinese PM or president versus a Malay versus an Indian and likewise for every race. Yeah. So that one I found quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that's where we go into the <laughs> into the weeds a little bit, so to speak. Not, the all, not all is well. 
as well. Uh. Not all is well. You say not all is well. Uh. Why? Uh? Why? Why not all is well? Um, I mean, okay, uh, it's improved, but it's still uh, remarkably less than other races. Like in in that, I think Chinese are much more uh, Chinese. The Chinese race people of the Chinese race are much more uh, preferential of their own uh, Chinese race being mm. the prime minister la. I mean close to uh, I think the racial the racial preference is close to like ni- 99% la. whereas when it when there's mm. whereas you know when it comes to uh, having a Malay prime minister or Indian prime minister it drops pretty significantly to around 64 to 60, 66% la, for mm. in, in, in respectively um, so uh, but then, for the other way around, like um, like a Malay person, uh, you know, obviously there is an in-group preference for their own race as well. But for a Mal- Singaporean Malay, they believe that uh, for uh, they, I mean, up to like eighty-eight percent of them think a Singaporean Chinese can be prime minister. And then for mm. for for Indian for Indian respondents, ninety percent of them thought that a Singapore Chinese can be prime minister. Um, so it, there's a very clear. Um, the, the racial preference is much stronger amongst uh, the racial preference for in in group uh in group prime minister like that means a prime minister of your own race seems to be mm. much stronger for the majority Chinese population than mm. than the non Chinese mm. like right mm-hmm. yeah so as the subject matter expert on all things uh Chinese related yeah why would you say that uh, Terence yeah that's a that's a okay I mean. We we take away the the race <laughs> element. Let's look at the the fact that it's just a majority first, lah, right? Uh, so I guess I mean I've I've already acknowledged that uh, there are definitely majority privileges that people enjoy, lah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you take that, you take you you build on that stance. There are people who want to protect the majority, the majority privilege that they enjoy, lah. You know, mm. uh, even if it's uh, they know that it's, it's seen as racist or anything like that, like, right? So, mm-hmm. so I, that is one possibility of it. Um, and then also, I think as we we discuss in the documentary, that actually for majority race, it is much easier to get by uh, without interacting with someone outside of your own race, lah. Like. Uh, mm. Especially in a country like Singapore, like, right? Um, yeah. Whereas for for minorities, it's generally harder to. To not to to only keep within your own your own race lah, right? Mm. So so yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally, I would say minorities have a greater exposure and greater you know greater social circle of a that that has a diverse mix of individuals lah, right? Whereas mm-hmm. for Chinese people, like as evidence as evidence by me in the program as one of the subjects, like even my social circle was generally more of the same race, more of the same race mm. as me. Then outside the same race, like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I, I guess I guess that does make sense, lah. Mm. Uh, I mean, I mean, okay. Like, like the positive is that across the board, generally, all races were more accepting of uh, races that were not theirs, lah, mm. for either PM or president. Yeah. Um, there was one interesting statistic that I saw amongst the Malay respondents where. 
their preference for a Malay Prime Minister actually went down yeah. from 93.1% to 92.6%. But that's 0.5%. La. Yeah. So that's like maybe one pers- one like uh, uh, 10 people, la, mm. right? Um, so it's a it's a small, small number. <laughs> but across the board, generally Indian respondents demonstrated the least in-group preference. La. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It generally felt like yeah, the Indian so respondents more Indian people more, chill, bro. More happy with the status quo and, and, and everything also, lah, right? Uh would you say that more <laughs> happy with the status quo? Fuck you, lah. No, I said more. We more are just positive, accepting, accepting, oh, accepting, accepting okay. of the the race. Like across the board, generally we are we are we are a bit more evened out, lah. I guess mm. because previously. Yeah, so so I found it funny and and I mean okay, so the PM had the that sort of little little uh, interesting uh, characteristics, but for president across the board there was a jump across every group mm. So for the Malays, they were more comfortable with uh, Singaporean Malay president, Singaporean Indian president, uh, Singaporean Chinese. For Indians as well, like everything saw a leap. Yeah. I just found it funny that for PM is a bit is a bit uh, different la. So I mean yeah. I don't know how to explain it uh, for the Indian perspective, but as the SME on all things Indian related, do you have any questions for me? No, yeah, I, I guess uh, something that I brought up during the, during the, it, that was within the documentary that I think is worth exploring a bit is, does the fact that, you know, Singapore, like, for example, uh, you know, the DBS CEO, right? He was mm. from India and now he's a Singaporean. And you know he's successful and uh, in, in the in the elite circle and he's made it and everything. Do examples like him, do examples like him, do examples like Google CEO, you know, being being also from India and and, and uh, is he American now? Do you know? Uh, I think so. Yeah, Sundar yeah. Pichai, right? Yeah. So so I I think I made a point that maybe, uh, for the Indian diaspora around the world. I mean I mean basically I think Indians around the world that uh, you see um you know, Indians moving from India and thr- and surviving, not just surviving, but thriving in their, in their newfound homes and communities. Uh. Do you think that mm. generally makes... Uh, and we're not just talking about like jobs, we're talking about even culture-wise and all, right? You know, like how mm. like how uh, years ago, like when, when Slumdog Millionaire, for example, uh, broke box office and, and made, made, uh, made a lot of Indian entertainment more mainstream and everything, like, right? Do you, yeah. do, you think, do you think those kind of examples uh, make it easier for for the you know for Indians in Singapore to say hey we we have seen how uh, Indians can uh, assimilate and thrive in, in environments outside of India so uh, in Singapore we're not that far away like in fact we're, we're probably in a better place than even the US or what la. so you think that's why they are showing the least in group preference eh? maybe yeah yeah that's what I was postulating. Uh, that, that's what I was speculating like, during the in the documentary. But the least in-group preference would mean that that they are more open to other races. Right? So, but if you're saying they see successful Indians around the world, would wouldn't that make them feel oh I can like Indian people can do these jobs? Uh yeah, I know in the sense that they they can more readily integrate into society and be part of the you know, be part of the, you know, success stories in society as well. Oh, they're so not, you don't they feel like... Never, they never go to... They, Indians never move somewhere and, and just be like marginalized or live live separately or anything like that. Lah. 
they always managed to successfully integrate into society and be part of the you know the larger social fabric and have like you know people who rise to elite ranks and all that uh. and you're saying that we like the mindset could be oh we don't need someone of Indian ethnicity to be in a leadership role because we can fend for ourselves lah. you know we don't need that sort of affirmative action or something yeah I, yeah, and, and even if they they uh, yeah and even if they wanted to become you know leaders they can lah. The, the paths mm, have been placed mm. because I, I feel like when I saw for example like when the you know we talked about it when a Singaporean guy became CEO of TikTok right mm. that, that also kind of opened my eyes about oh okay so you know all that talk about Singaporeans not being able to to fill lead, global leadership roles uh, Singaporeans you know even from such a small country how can we uh, be leaders in, in, in of, of multinational corporations in larger countries and all that right um, mm. examples like that just just uh, you know challenge that that mindset la, that people have and it makes you feel like, okay mm. there, there's there is possibility there is Singaporeans can move overseas and, and thrive in, in in those environments and everything and, and you feel like okay then it's, it's it's really much more about meritocracy and what what you're able to do rather than what what skin color you are mm. do, do yeah, you feel so- that, that kind of thing as well I mean, I can't. I can't remember what I responded to you in the show because, admittedly, uh, I haven't watched the show yet. Because this past weekend, I had twenty hours of uh, marriage prep. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll give so, you a pass. I'll give so, you a pass for that. I'll give you a pass for that. Like. Why? 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 Uh, why you give me a pass? Because if you if you didn't watch the show because you were like doing other things, they'll be like, "What are we? It's not cool." But okay, because yeah. marriage prep is. I mean, you tell me marriage prep and watching a uh, watching TV. Okay, lah. Marriage prep is important, lah. Yeah, that's why that's why I had to throw it in there because I know if I say I haven't watched the show immediately, I I know you will judge me through this phone call. Even if you might not say it, you're like, look yeah. at this fucker, you yeah, know, yeah. appear in a show, cannot even fucking watch some shit whole day, message me about shit. But yeah, yeah. it was twenty hours of marriage prep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was weekend of marriage prep. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, uh, I I actually think it it might play a part okay. in the sense that um. So like okay, for example, you know like I'm Cindy, right? Um, yep. And part of uh, I mean uh, like Cindy's uh, kind of all around the world and known for just being in business and all because during the the partition when Sindh was kind of split between Pakistan and and uh, India, a lot of the Hindu Sin Cindy's kind of left lah. Mm-hmm. My par- my parents' family, their families and everyone just got up and you know what fuck it we're gonna get on a ship and go and it went all around the world yeah. um and i think even growing up knowing that okay la, there are cindy's all around the world um and doing well in business no matter how they managed to do well or like uh whatever but they were doing well from the outside it always felt like okay la, there's a can make it work somehow la. Um, but I think now seeing, I think w- what what when you said just now seeing the Singaporean be a, become a TikTok CEO, right? It almost felt like, you know, when we were studying in the US, I will say that at certain points I felt, oh shit, you know, nobody knows Singapore, yeah. uh, and always have to explain, oh, you know, I'm from Singapore, oh yeah, we are first world country, we we're not a city in China or or in the Caribbean or something like that. Yeah. Now it feels like, oh shit, you look at that, you feel, oh. Okay, yeah, maybe maybe I can do that. He went to a school that I know of, 
or yeah. he went to the same school. I think it does play a part. Like. I don't know how it compares to other races, but the fact is that there are a lot of Indian CEOs. There have been articles mm-hmm. written. I think there was one, um, the tech companies either exist long enough to go IPO or get taken or be get run by an Indian CEO or something. <laughs> yeah. Because Twitter is now run by an Indian. Uh, Google is run by an Indian. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you see... Indians are very prominent in Silicon Valley as well. Mm. So, so maybe, uh, maybe uh, as, as spokesperson uh, between the two of us for Indian stuff, I don't know, man. I, I, I think it, it does play a part, I think. I'm just talking about it at a subconscious level. Uh, you know, not, not, at, a, not mm. at a level that you, you, might, you might wake up and like, yeah, okay, because Google CEOs Indian, I feel good today. That kind of thing. You, know? like you just jump mm. out a bit and like, I can be Google CEO. Uh, I don't think I don't think it happens like that, but it's just uh, you know in the same way that when they talked about Crazy Rich Asians, your favorite movie, you know being a mm, very mm. important for the community, it's kind of yeah, it's true like that when you see uh, someone of a you know the, the that looks like you, speaks like you, and 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 sounds like you. Not not saying that they sound like us like Crazy Rich Asians, but I'm talking about like Asian Americans for example. Uh, it can be a very empowering thing. And it can make you mm. much more positive about uh, you know, the contributions you can make in any organization or, or in even your own country. So mm. uh, that's why I say never discount the the you know the, the the like say for example Joseph Schooling, you know being at the Olympics and and, and representing us there. And, uh, maybe I mean even if he doesn't win the gold medal, him just representing us in the in the finals and things like that. that that's very important to me, like, You know. The, mm, the, the optics of that and, and they say like oh what for is the big deal about Singapore going to World Cup will suck forever and all that you know I think I think mm. just being represented at international com- uh, in international competitions uh, can be very inspiring uh, for the next generation of, of whatever athletes or, or even artists and, 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 and all we all should we all do get inspired by watching uh, people like us you know thrive like, right mm. Um, so what you're saying is beside the picture of the president in child classrooms, there should be yeah. a poster of crazy rich Asians. Lah, right? <laughs> it should be required, what you're saying. required viewing. Required watching. Required watching for all Chinese people. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, so all the, Singaporeans. Yeah, lah, all Singaporeans. Chi- oh, no, yeah. no, maybe, so, so crazy rich know. Asians. Then after that, must watch Slumdog Millionaire. Uh, yeah, and correct, then after correct. that, uh, you know, I, I mean, like we will form a whole CMIO versions of everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, correct, correct. For all the young people, that's true. Uh. Yeah. But okay, so so one thing that also makes me a little like, hmm, okay. Um, the It was uh, sentiments towards uh, new citizens from be it China, India, and Western origin uh, also increasing like, in terms of people being comfortable with more, I mean, comfortable with that individual either becoming president or prime minister. I would have thought, right, that mm it either would increase only very slightly or maybe even decrease only because it feels like with more talk about, oh, you know, Singaporeans can, like, it's almost like our national self-esteem is growing. And I would I would have thought that, oh, there, there would be a lot of people saying, why, we, why, you tell me Singaporeans, we're not capable enough to lead our own country. People can come in, but, but we would prefer someone who is born here to become uh, 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 leadership person la. Did that? Did that occur to you in any way? Uh, I mean, I did think a bit about that, and but but that's the but Singapore is uh, at least in the last twenty years la, Right, we've been so focused mm. on 
opening up uh, our country and, and being a global hub for everything, like investment, global hub for for everything. And, uh, you know, we, we've welcomed a lot of uh, a lot of uh, immigrants uh, with open arms, uh, right? Uh, especially, if they can mm-hmm. be, especially if they can contribute to our economy. So I think Singaporeans, especially white-collar workers, are starting to see a lot of, uh, you know, the, all their bosses and all their, the, the so-called foreign talent coming in, uh, you know, taking up high-ranking positions within their companies and all that. So maybe... Mm. It's just inevitable that Singaporeans are also getting uh, getting used to the idea that uh, we are competing in a global talent pool, uh, right? And and, mm. and you know, even for something for a role like prime minister, uh, the, you you probably like like what they always say, lah, right? If you only can hire Singaporeans, that actually limits your the talent pool that you can draw from, lah. Uh, mm. And and uh, I think I think we've always the government has always said that. About about private sector, but now we are even thinking about like even for government jobs and everything uh, Do we want to limit it to only those people who are born in Singapore? You know, because I mean ultimately our history is so short, right? And so many of our of our grandparents or what actually moved from overseas to Singapore, uh, right? Mm. So so yeah. so I mean even something like Yakun Kayatos, uh, it was started by immigrants as well, right? You know, mm. uh, it's not. It's not like he. It's not like he was born, born and bred in in, in Singapore, or Malaysia, and then, and then Yakun is like from the ground in in Singapore. He also came from from Hainan and everything, lah. So uh, yeah, I mean, maybe Singaporeans are finally waking up to that idea that uh, you know, it's we are. This is the game we're playing, lah. We're caught in this global yeah. rat race and. Uh, when when you're in this rat race, you just have to be realistic about it also, lah. I mean, in some way, that is encouraging also because it goes back to the thing that we also have spoken about, like what makes you Singaporean, like oh, you yeah. do NS, then you're Singaporean, or you've been here twenty years means you're more Singaporean than someone who's been here ten years, and and I think that is also is also uh, encouraging, lah, because yeah, we can't deny that the world is more global than ever. There are people who may not have been born in Singapore, but really like love Singapore care a lot about Singapore and we sh- we should be open to that lah. but yeah. I mean in some way you know like there have still been discussions about oh you know like um certain sports person or certain personality didn't grow up in Singapore mm. so not true Singaporean I mean in some way that maybe is a is a is becoming more and more of a minority perception lah. yeah yeah I mean, as in not perception held by minorities, it's just that the percentage of people who hold that perception is slowly decreasing. Yeah. And, and I think actually in the last two years, um, more than ever, more than any time in history, right? I think Singapore, mm. uh, in its own subtle way, has carved out a real identity for itself. Just mm. in the way that we've handled COVID, right? For example. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, True. we were a lot of times, uh, people talking about Singapore, like, oh, this is a very interesting model that they're pursuing and and, and they only can they can pursue it because they're unique in, in, in certain ways like island island state everything but but that's where we've really carved out uh ourselves as you know leaders in a lot of ways like you know uh leaders but also sometimes also like when 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 things fuck up we also like oh shit you know it's so embarrassing mm. but but that's what happens when you are when you're when you're the man right everyone's looking at you waiting for you to fail writing waiting to write articles about you uh, failing and everything, but um, mm. I think we we've really 
carved out our philosoph- philosophical difference in the way we've we've handled COVID, lah, right? Uh, with mm. with a lot of caution, um, but at the same time, like 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 really trying to be very creative with with the ways that we can still open up the economy bit by bit, uh, whether for for business. Remember at one point we had this, there was this like business lounge or something in Changi Airport. Where they oh, would, yeah, yeah, where yeah. they would allow people to come <laughs> and do business like with and put contracts in like little boxes. Yeah, put contracts be, in boxes, and then you uh, talk to each other through a plexiglass. And, yeah, yeah exactly, then, But exactly. they never actually enter Singapore, Singapore for sale. Mm. Yeah, they are still sort of considered uh, outside of Singapore. So so yeah, little, little things like that, and and like um, yeah, you know, we we I think we've really carved out identity for itself. Like now, I have like I think. Uh, starting to see a lot of uh, that, like I've seen people move out of Singapore, you know a lot of Sing- a lot of uh, immig- uh, not immigrants but foreign talent lah. They don't mm. like the way things have been handled in Singapore the last two years, and they've said fuck off like They said you know I'm I'm not living this. I'm moving, I'm moving to Portugal, whatever. I don't care, right? Because they don't like mm-hmm. all the restrictions. But on the flip side, I've seen Singaporeans living overseas who have decided to move back to Singapore for good lah, because they yeah. realize that this is. When shit hits the fan, this is the place I I I'd rather be lah. You know, no, 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 no. Mm. In a national day, can't we? But in a, this is the best decision for my family and my career kind of way lah. Mm. Yeah. So you mean what they're saying is you realize that this is home truly lah. Yeah, where where I know I must be lah. Yeah. <laughs> where your dreams wait wait for you and the, the river always flows. <laughs> correct, correct. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I mean I, I have I have friends. Yeah, yeah, I have friends who are moving back from Hong Kong. I think the moment mm. Singapore announced that they were opening up and everything, they they're like, okay, bye bye Hong Kong, coming back now. I don't know for mm. how long lah, but but yeah lah, we 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 shown that we we in that sense we are philosophically different from you know China or Hong Kong in the way that we deal we deal with crisis lah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Wow. Wow. This feels like an NDP podcast, yeah. No, no. I, I yeah. I I just been try try to. Yeah, you know, in the last week that we opened up everything, I just trying to gauge generally how the the people on the street are feeling about things, right? And mm. I think it's just interesting. When, like, like I remember I, we spoke about this when we met over the weekend as well. That it's not like we, we it's not exactly Freedom Day here, lah, right? People still mm. generally quite cautious. A lot of people still have their masks on, which which is, mm-hmm. is quite 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 shocking to me also. Um, so mm. yeah, people. You know, they they sort of bought into that idea that yeah like, let's let's open up but let's not go too crazy just yet lah. Yeah. Oh, so so are you are you realizing that Singaporeans can think for themselves or not? Oh my God, Terence. Uh, think for themselves is another is another <laughs> debate lah. I think when it comes to masks lah, you're saying yeah. you you find it surprising that that many people are still wearing masks lah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm quite surprised. Yeah. Yeah, so trust people, Terrence. I know, I know, I know. I, I, I since that since the last podcast, I've I've seen a lot of comments Reflected saying that. Uh. Yeah, they say that I should be more positive. But yeah, but yeah like, actually, uh, let's try be let's try be positive. And uh, yeah, it's been wow. it's been nice. It's been nice at the moments when I can just whip off my mask while taking a walk and all that lah. Wow, I must buy 4D already, man. Oh, oh Lamar, this is a fucking milestone, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called <laughs> it's called uh, being open minded lah. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa, I, I, something you should try I, once in a while, Harish. Hey, hey, I'm very open-minded to change, man. <laughs> yeah, just try it once in a while. Yeah, it's not yeah, too bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 
I've, I've, I've tried it many, 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 many times. Many, yeah. many times. I'm sure. Like, after but going yeah. through a whole weekend of marriage, marriage prep, <laughs> yeah, that's why uh, you have to prep. be super open-minded on the change. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was an interesting experience. Like, interesting experience. I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, something I never thought I would go through, but it was interesting. Mm. Cool. All right, all right. Cool, uh, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Speaking of uh, being uniquely Singaporean, uh, right? Mm. Our next uh, topic is is super goofy, but it's uh is is yeah it is very Singaporean also that right? Mm. What is this? Uh? <laughs> it is the fact that uh apparently there's a US based eBay store selling life size Lee Kuan Yew wax figures for twenty one thousand five hundred dollars Singapore dollars mm. and apparently it's based in it ships from Minnesota yeah so it's literally the it's called life-size Prime Minister Lee Kuan Yew wax statue realistic display figure uh, ratio one is to one. Yeah, this is at fifteen thousand nine hundred so, USD, right? Yeah, correct, correct. So when you saw this, like uh, you were quite excited to talk about this. No, I was just uh, like, I just tried to understand, like, what? Why is there even a place that has like wax statue figurines of of uh, Lee Kuan Yew, la? And who, who, who are the potential buyers? You know, because I'm sure it's not easy for them to, to create a, uh, the the this this very lifelike, uh, this lifelike uh image of Lee Kuan Yew, right? Um, mm. and then I look at it. Actually, it, it doesn't look too bad, right? It does. It does look like him from a distance, uh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah from correct. a distance, yeah, yeah. From a distance, from a distance, yeah. yeah. And, and it's a lot better than the other wax figures that they're selling. Apparently, if you look at the, the article, they're also selling like a Donald Trump figure, a Jackie Chan figure, and uh, even a Will Smith figure. And uh, I think the worst one is the Mark Zuckerberg figure. It doesn't look anything like Mark Zuckerberg at all. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's chala. It looks terrible. That one and Robert Pattinson also looks like, I don't know what the hell is this. They, they look... These two look more like like uh, sex dolls than anything, lah. So, <laughs> I was like, why? Who is commissioning these? Like, and why do they think that they can sell it for, you know, fifteen thousand USD, lah? Like, like unless unless like, you know, they do they did it for Madame to Swords, then and then maybe because of the pandemic they halted their expansion plans, lah, and then they got these things sitting around. What 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 do you think, lah? Um. So I'm looking at the store right now. They 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 have a shit ton of stuff on sale. Uh. Um, I think let me see. Uh, they're called Zynga World uh, LLC. They have twenty six thousand items listed on eBay. Uh. Mm. Um, and the wax figurines are like for like every imaginable personality that uh, out there. Uh. Like like generally like what you said like it's it's like as though wait Madame Tussauds is having a, a garage sale. Yeah. They got Gandhi, Kate Middleton, Tom Hanks, um, LeBron James, Justin Bieber. So, I think it's one of those things that uh, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe they were. I I I think they just for all these personalities realizing that these are iconic personalities. Somebody might buy it, lah. Somebody. Might I think it's it. a. Somebody might buy it, lah. Somebody. <laughs> they they call themselves. We are your number one funny and naughty T-shirt mega store. Mm. Mm. So like like for you for for you what 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 crossed your mind? I mean, uh, sex toys. Is it sex toys? I mean that did cross my mind, 
Well, not, yeah, not necessarily of, of, of all these figurines because uh, the, the wax figurines. Because I, actually, I thought about it. Like, actually, uh, in terms of the body, right? Because the body is covered usually in like some... Um, usually wearing a suit or something, like, right? So actually, mm. for most of these figurines, they only need to really concentrate on the on the head, like, right? The head sculpt. So Correct. the rest of it is, is essentially just a, a, a mannequin, like, right? Maybe the heads mm. and the hands, like, that's it. And, and even for Lee Kuan Yew's hands, it could just be some generic pair of hands, a generic pair of uh, old Chinese hands, like, right? So mm-hmm. it actually, you know, I don't think it would cost $15,000 to to produce a, a hit sculpt of Lee Kuan Yew, like, right? So so generally, maybe they, you know, they, they feel like these things can be collector's items and all they need to do work on, all they need to really work on is the hit sculpt. So they just create 10 of them and try and sell them on eBay like, to, 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 you know, People who also worship these figures, lah. Like I'm sure, I'm sure the Trump one probably sells a lot more than the, than the say a Lee Kuan Yew one, lah, right? Hmm. So, so maybe, maybe they, because I'm trying to look them up online, their website and all, and a bit hard, lah. Maybe like what you said, if it's just the body that is the more generic one and the face, it can even be done based on like commission, right? Yeah. Uh, like the moment someone orders, then it goes into production, and to whip up a 3D model of uh something like that is totally doable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe yeah, it's only when someone pays their money then they produce it. So I don't think there's actually 10 of these uh, figures like sitting around a warehouse somewhere waiting to be rescued. Right? Because mm. <laughs> you can imagine some... Yeah. There, there might be some very, very, very uh patriotic Singaporean who's like, oh, I got to get... I got to rescue these from the US man, and bring them back to Singapore because they're... They're like limited edition Lee Kuan Yew uh, figurines. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, so Actually, maybe it's a brilliant business model. Uh. Like just come up with these 3D um, impressions of these icons. And if somebody buys it, like the I can't imagine the, the cost of customizing a face uh, being crazy expensive. Like even, with a, even if it's a few thousand, right? Yeah. Um, you still make a healthy margin. Uh. Yeah. Oh shit, maybe this is some genius person who just figured out, okay, let me just to the icons of the world. Yeah. Uh, I don't even need to produce anything yet. Yeah. Just swap wow. out. Swap out. Just do, uh, what do you call it? Uh, face swap. Uh. Use, use, yeah. use software and just do face swap. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they really have like, they have a naked J- Dwayne Johnson as well, life size. So, that would be pretty freaky. <laughs> um, They don't show his genitals or anything. Like, it's just a bump. Yeah. Um, But, it's just, it's just so... This is like one of those weird parts of the internet that I I am happy exists la, but I, I don't know why la. Yeah. So, do you think anyone in Singapore would buy that the Lee Kuan Yew figure? I think they will, man. Why? I think there'll be someone. To 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 uh, bring it back it's here. It's just a then. flex, uh. It's just a flex. <laughs> it's like a bot like ape. It's go, like a bot ape kind of kind of thing. Uh. Yeah. A Rolex. Like if you go, I remember last time I think it was at Sentosa Cove or something when I just cycled in just to see what's going on. You see some weird ass statues there, man. And like some houses you look in Singapore, uh yeah, they have they have weird sculptures and all that. And I think a Lee Kuan Yew thing would be quite a flex. Mm-hmm. And because everyone yeah. knows the price now, like, right? Because it's uh, on the yeah. internet and all that, yeah. So so Wow, yeah. this guy is a genius, man. It's like selling a it's like selling a Rolex. Yeah, there's like, <laughs> it's a Rolex. Yeah. Except, uh, yeah, and I mean, it's it's just it feels like there's something here, like because even on the eBay page where you look, is the the profile picture is of this guy, like a slightly pudgy Caucasian uh, man, um, 
been an eBay member since 2004. So this person clearly understands the game. Yeah. Wow, eh. I mean, I I can I can totally see this being in like a you know like a a museum or something lah as well. You think you think if we crowdfund the funds to buy bring him uh, home, Kuan Yew, bring him home, bring him home, <laughs> <laughs> bring him home. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, yeah, man? You think if we crowdfund people, people will do it. I mean, our Reddit itself has like two thousand people. If they each just pay like uh uh eight dollars, yeah, we can bring <laughs> no wait ten. Like, $12, we can bring uh, this wax figurine of Lee Kuan Yew home, man. No, no, don't forget shipping also. Uh, shipping. We'll need, we'll need some help with that. Uh. Oh, yeah. yeah, la, yeah la. It's, it's Dude, don't size. focus on the nitty-gritties. Yeah, la. Yeah, can la. we sell the vision first? Yeah, la? La. Correct, correct, correct. Sell the vision, yeah. Sell the vision. And then, yeah, we'll, and then the we'll, vision. We'll, we'll NFT NFT the whole thing, la, right? Yeah, correct. For like, you we NFT individual hours with Lee Kuan Yew. La. Um, <laughs> you can spend you, the time watching the, admiring the wax statue. Yeah, admiring the wax statue. Oh my god! Oh, imagine our office. Ah, uh, we keep it in our lobby there. When oh. people come in, you're like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, yeah, that'd be a that be, be a It's a great conversation starter, lah, to say the least. Yeah, it is. You had that in your house, is, uh, the entrance to your house, uh. <laughs> Oh that would be fucking crazy. It'd be kind of creepy, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it'd be creepy as shit. Oh, yeah. but you know that I mean, there's still a lot of people. Like sometimes you drive around, you still see them with the Lee Kuan Yew. You know the when when he passed away, there was that memorial ribbon, the black ribbon. People still yeah, have those yeah. decals of their cars and all that. Lah. So, yeah. uh, I mean, obviously, some people really identify with 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 uh, Lee Kuan Yew and all. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe like you said, like, maybe there are people who are willing to pay that money for it, and uh, it's up to us to bring him home, lah. Bring yeah. him home. <laughs> um, of course, there's like ten. So if we crowd yeah. for one first, then yeah. Yeah, that'll be that'll be great if we can bring him home. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's morbid, but but yeah. yeah, cool. All right, cool. Speaking of uh, you know, the crowds and crowdfunding, uh, what yeah. was your one short comment this week? Uh, my one short comment was something uh on our podcast uh two seven nine Will Smith slaps Chris Rock at the Oscars. Uh, long time commenter, Kumar Babu, nineteen nineteen. Uh, he said that yeah, he agrees that Will Smith's actions not justified. Uh, he com- he said kudos for the Kareem Abdul Jabbar Substack article, and then he ended off by saying, "But Harish, to be honest, you probably are not a fighting guy. You seem more like a negotiator." Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to make of that. I mean, I will admit lah, like when I was young, I thought like I'm a, I you know regardless of who I fight and all, I'll kick the shit. But now I'm old enough and uh, cognizant enough to know that. Uh yeah, that's probably not the way it's gonna happen, lah. Mm. Um, and and you can be as determined as you want and all that, but if you're fighting with a bigger guy, uh, the odds are slim, lah. So, I don't know, man. Not a fighting guy. You seem more like a negotiator. That's a very, very uh backhanded compliment. How you say? Uh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whether it's a backhanded compliment or a front-handed insult, <laughs> but but it caught my eye, lah, Kumar. Mm. Caught my eye. Yeah. But yeah, so that was more like an introspective comment. What about you? Uh, uh no, my, my comment was is just uh, the, the the post from but then Hall, uh, that, mm. that uh, she saw she went back to her parents' house and and for the first time was watching Channel News Asia, for the first time in forever. Who mm. like like most people like, I would suppose, and then the first mm. thing she saw was was us on the documentary, on TV. Mm. She took a photo of that and sent it over. Which is cool lah, like yeah la. To the, the the 
you know, I think being part of the documentary was quite fun. And, and uh, I, think, mm, I think it was a, it's a, you know, it's interesting and even related to what we're talking about on the podcast today. Uh. So it's cool that people were watching it over the weekend. And, and, and yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's already on YouTube. So you can catch both episodes there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, it was cool. I mean, that ultimately led to us having Dr. Janil on the podcast, which I think people found based on the comments, they also enjoyed, which is yeah. great because uh, I enjoy talking to him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's right. Cool. All right, now on to the one show thing of the past few days, and what is yours, Terence? Uh, my one show thing in the past. I mean, I was I was actually initially going to say, the, say the the documentary lah, but 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 I think uh, given that we that we 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 repeating repeatedly talking about it, I think I I won't I won't use that as my one show thing. Um, I think my my one show thing this time actually. Is uh, from uh, from uh, something that's from long ago, la. The mm. uh, do you remember this this thing called the One Wheel? Yes. Yeah. So now they just released a new uh, oh One Wheel, God. One Wheel version of it, the One Wheel GTR, which is uh, or the GT la, which is um, a much better, a much better improve is improvement of the the one wheel XR that they had before. And uh, it's mm. somewhere and then there was a one wheel pint, which was a mini version of everything. So this new GT is like uh somewhere between the pint and the one wheel XR, which was like the the bigger cousin, the bigger, better cousin. But now the GT is like the one in between and it's been upgraded, you know, for uh, for all the advances in the past couple of years. And then yeah, I just I've just been watching videos about it and like um yeah, I know. In, oh my god! Been stuck in Singapore these couple the last couple of years, and and and, and uh, you know everyone dreams of going snowboarding overseas and all this. But maybe it's just about like yeah, we just got to embrace that. You know, if you want to have fun in Singapore, you also got to just like do it on the urban landscape, la. And and one wheels like oh. if you don't know if you don't already know one wow. wheels are essentially like it's like a skateboard with one giant wheel in the middle, and uh, a lot of people have in I mean, overseas have been using it for commuting. Uh, in Singapore, unfortunately, it's it's banned, like, right? As in, we're not allowed to use them on roads and all that. But uh, just oh, yeah, just watching people my. use it for fun, it, it, it's it's pretty awesome, man. So yeah, you know, if, oh if anybody's a one wheel user, please yeah, please let us know what 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 you think about it. Cause yeah, one day I hope to be able to 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 carve carve on Singapore's roads and everything or so lah. Because yeah, people have said that this is the closest experience to surfing that you can get on land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like when Terence said, the one wheel in the middle is not like a thin bicycle wheel, no. It's yeah. like a wheel that is as thick as it is wide. So yeah. so you're just balancing on that. And I mean, before the PMDs and all were banned in Singapore, I was seriously considering getting a one wheel because I use a skateboard, right? Yeah. But a one wheel is just like, and I'm looking at this GT and holy shit, it's cool. Yeah. Fuck. Oh my god! This I guess there are people who who listen to us from outside Singapore, right? Yeah. So can someone please just get the GT, yeah. and so we can live vicariously through you, please? Yeah. Please. Yeah. Oh my god! It Holy just, shit! It just looks like it's just so futuristic. Uh, the whole thing just feels so futuristic when you just look at it. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. I'm tempted to just get it just to do it just just to like go downstairs and just like go, go I mean around still can what park connector what park connector can what correct, correct, I have a park yeah. connector right in front of my house correct yeah then oh, you can actually shit. get to other parks and everything right yeah 
Oh my and then you can God. just pick it up and walk like the places you can't use it. Yeah. Then we can form a gang lah. Correct lah. Yeah. Then we wear spandex and, and like we <laughs> drive people <laughs> off the roads and you know get them angry and riled up and everything lah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's dope, man. Yep. That is dope. But yeah, it's cool. one shooting. How about you? Okay, my one shock thing is is uh, a piece of news that we actually came across like a couple of weeks ago, like two weeks ago, is that, uh, you know, the Singapore filmmaker Anthony Chen, mm. who we have gotten to know over the past couple of years quite well, um, there was news actually broke that he's in talks to direct the movie starring Priyanka Chopra and Sienna Miller. Oh. Um, and apparently Amazon Studios is said to be behind the negotiations and it's an adaptation of a highly popular novel in, from 2010. Yeah. So it just feels like, uh, I mean, I hope this works out because even though, well, I will admit, uh, I'm not the, the biggest fan of his last movie. Um, I think I think it's so great. Like like what we were talking at the start of the podcast, uh, you know, just seeing someone do something uh, and elevate what a Singaporean filmmaker has done. I think it's fucking great, man. Yeah. And I hope this works out because... Yeah, I mean, he 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 is good at at what he does. So so yeah, it's dope, man. Pretty yeah. pretty dope news. Yeah, exciting excited for him lah. I think he already yeah moved to China and already did a movie in China, which I'm not sure if it's mm. out already. But yeah, that's pretty cool. And now like yeah. now next is Hollywood for him. Lah. Hollywood. Yeah. Cool Who man. Who Marvel movie uh, next? Uh? Uh, and I mean, if he needs someone to act opposite uh, Priyanka Chopra and Sienna Miller, I mean, I I know of someone lah. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, up and coming actor, up and coming actor, also of Indian origin. Yeah, um, grew up in Singapore, uh, same age around as him. But but you don't yeah. like his movie, uh, That's a problem. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing in the audition, uh. Yeah. Uh, did you like my previous movie? <laughs> Not really. All right, yeah, fuck bye. off. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> no lah. I think I think Anthony is more discerning than that lah. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool man. Cool. All right. Cool. Right. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a great week.